Hey, hey, everybody, what's going on? It's your girl, No Mercy here, and it's Tuesday night, so you already know what time it is. It's time for No Punches Pulled with No Mercy, me, of course. Some of you probably already know who I am. For those of you, if you are new here and are not sure, I am your host, Brooke Milbrook, formerly known in the fight game as Brooke No Mercy Deerdorf. I'm a retired professional boxer. Held the WBC lightweight title until I retired and was inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame in 2022. I've been through some good, some bad, and of course, everybody knows a lot of BS in the sport of women's boxing. But welcome to my platform. This is where we talk the talk and we walk the walk. We're going to bring out the truth in women's boxing. We're going to talk to pioneers of the sport, past boxers, current boxers, even future boxers. We get down and dirty here, though, speaking the truth of what takes place in women's boxing. So you don't want to miss a single show. So please make sure you guys are liking, sharing, and subscribing so you don't miss any Tuesday nights here with me. But tonight we do have a very special, amazing boxing icon in the sport joining us tonight, Yvonne Reese. Uh, she began studying martial arts at the age of eight to learn self-defense, but in 2001, she competed in the USA Extreme Challenge in full contact. During preparation for the event, she linked up with another boxing icon, former world boxing champion, Bonnie Canino, who then became her trainer. In the amateurs, she won the 2001 US Women's Golden Gloves, the national championship, and then in 2002, won the gloves again, and then took silver in the 2002 Women's World Championship. She turned pro in December of 2002, defeating Bonnie Mann, who we've had on the show, in her pro debut. She won the WBC middleweight title in 2006, and she has literally been toe-to-toe -to -toe with so many greats in women's boxing, such as Bonnie Mann we talked about, Tish Robinson, Shelly Burton, Aaron Tohill, Dakota Stone, Mary Jo Sanders, Giselle Salandri, uh, Valerie Mafood, Addie Irizarry, and Hannah Gabriels, just to name some of them. She was also inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame with me last year, 2022. Please help me welcome Yvonne to the show. Hi, hey, Brooke. Brooke. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Good. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show, share your story with the world. It's such a pleasure to finally be able to speak with you. Um, I know we haven't met yet in person, but we will. Yes, we will. Yeah, I missed you the deductions last year. Did you make it out this year? I was planning. No, I didn't. Oh my God, I had everything booked, was going. And then we had events. I forgot to put it on my calendar. So I had events cool. all weekend for our business. I forgot to put on our work calendar. So I booked the whole weekend and then it was like two weeks out and I looked at the calendar and I'm like, oh my Lord. Yep. Guess I can't go. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we missed you last year for sure. But thank God Christy gave me, Christy and, and, and they gave me a good, uh, they did, they did my, they did me right, my friends. They did. They did. They absolutely did. Um, so first though, we always kind of start off traditionally, take us back to the beginning. Tell us a little bit about your childhood, your journey with martial arts, starting at a young age, um, and just what, how that grew for you. 
Okay, so let oh okay, that's a lot, but let's go let's go as quick as we can. So um, everybody in my family when they were younger had to learn something, and my mom put me in piano for two weeks, which I hated. And I said, Mom, I'm never gonna do this. I'm gonna travel the world. This is useless. This is useless. And she said, I said, I want, what do you want to do? I said, I want to take karate. There was one karate school, Gojuru style. And she said, Okay, if I put you in there, then you're not gonna quit after two weeks. I was there for six years, got my uh, my brown belt there. And then I ended up falling in love with martial arts. And as you know, male, boxing is a male sport. Yeah. And they weren't that open-minded, but the, yeah. the martial artists were. So they like, just like Bonnie Canino and Bridget Riley, we all got our start in martial arts because the men were far more open-minded in the actual fighting competitions. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I took uh, martial arts as a child. Um, Oh, I think 90% of us probably started off there um, when we were young um, for self-defense and different, you know, just different reasons because we just needed an outlet or whatever the case may be. Um, and it's something else. But yes, it, it is way more accepting of females to me in all sports besides boxing. Right. I um, totally. Which is sad. And I mean, it's getting there, but it's, it's still in our time. No, it was it was definitely frowned upon. Right. Um, but uh, fast forward a little bit, 2001, the USA Extreme Challenge. What motivated you to compete in that? And how do you oh think your career? So I, um, I, I moved down to Florida to save my marriage, quote unquote. We ended up getting divorced. We're still friends. But um, I needed something. I weighed 200 and I weighed 218 pounds at one point and I got to a personal trainer. I got down a little bit and then I met John Morrison who said, do you want to fight in this woman's competition? Cause I, I he had come to a, my master. I also, I'm, I'm a black sash in a, in a Filipino martial art called Cabalas Serrata. And my master, my JC Caballero had come and did a, did a seminar and he was there, John Morrison, who now owns the ISKA. Okay. Okay. So they, he said, do you want to compete in this woman's Muay Thai amateur boxing event? And I'm like, sure, because I needed something after the divorce. I, I was stressed out. I, need, I needed an option. So I started competing. I was getting ready to fight. And my sensei at the time said he was getting married. And it was, cutting, it was almost at the same time of his wedding. So he's like, look it. Let's go down to this place. And we're going we're gonna to go to the US One Fitness and we're going to do some, some you, you know, she's a kickboxer, you, you know, and she goes, her name's Bonnie Canino. I was like, holy shit, Bonnie Canino? I mean, I was a black belt collector. She was like in black belt and all that shit. I was yeah. like, holy shit, Bonnie Canino? So we would, we, he sent me down here and I trained with her for a couple of months. And then he said, two weeks before, he said, you know, I'm having problems with my, 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 my fiance, I can't compete. So I went, I'd only been training at Bonnie's gym for like three months. And I asked Bonnie Canino, I said, you know, I know you don't really know me. Could you work my corner? And she said, yeah. So it was the, it was an amateur fight, but back in the day, the only amateur thing about it is we didn't get paid. Because right. <laughs> right. I didn't have team power. I didn't have headgear. I didn't have, you know, I had the gloves. Kind you know. like pros. Right, basically. So I did my shit. So, um, so I, I was the first. It was the first woman's amateur Muay Thai fight here. Little history note. I got a. I got a. I'm a little, which is kind of cool. My mom's. My mom was in heaven laughing because she's like, I'm a little. I'm a little note. I got a little side notes and all this history about. It. But 
so I did that. And then I won the fight. She, re uh, by, she retired. I finished her. And Bonnie said, hey, can you come back to the gym on, on Monday? And I'm like, okay, the fight's over. But okay, out of respect, I went. And she said, would you like to amateur box? I'm like, amateur boxing? I didn't even know there was amateur boxing I, for women. I honestly did not know. And I, I said, back in that day, you could only box up to your 35th birthday. And I was, I was 33 and a half, 30, almost 34. And I said, you know, she's like, I said, well, do you think I have a chance? She said, well, let's try. So I tried it. I had a pretty successful amateur career. Mm -hmm. I started meeting a bunch of amazing other female competitors and realized that this is a, a community that I really respected female female boxers worldwide are a specific special community. Absolutely, as you know, you yes. know. I mean, yeah, they're one of the kind, and they're all they all have your back, regardless mm -hmm. of how they feel about you. So yeah, much respect. Well, mm, let me let me tell that I would say that the older fighters are some of the newer fighters no, aren't. No, you, know, I mean, I'm talking our time. Thank you. I'm just. I'm talking our time because I know we're gonna get there eventually. So we're let me let me. There, yes, I'm talking me, our time. Right. That, that our time. Yes. Yes. As Absolutely. a matter of fact, I had a pro fight. I had a pro fight in Oregon um, against. I think it was Shelly Burden. I think it was Shelly Burden. I forget who I was fighting. And the next night, Chevelle Hallback was supposed to fight, and Chevelle went to Bonnie the night before and said, "Damn, you know, you know." Bonnie, could you please, you know, my, my opponent fell out. I really want to get this fight, blah, blah, blah. She was doing a little comeback. So Bonnie, who was working my corner that, that, that night, the night before she's, she had like basketball shirts. She's like, okay, Chevelle. I mean, like we did, you know, you wanted to promote women's boxing. Yeah. Whether or not you won or lost, it was about the fight. It was yeah. about elevating, elevating the sport of women's yeah. boxing. Yeah. Well, so the next night Bonnie takes, so Bonnie's fighting Chevelle Hallback. I lose, I lose to Shelly. Uh, oh, that was fucked up. So Bonnie, Bonnie, uh, this is, I'm sorry. I dropped the F-bomb. I didn't mean to. It's fine, it's fine. All right. So, so the night before when Bonnie's like, throw an uppercut, throw an uppercut. And all my years of martial art training, I throw the uppercut and chamber my backhand. Oh. I go, boom, instead of boom. This is like, I'm like, boom. I, I, I don't know. Like, this martial art fucked me up. Instinct. Instinct. So I went down to the ground. I lost that fight. Um, and the next night, Bonnie's fighting Chevelle, trying to trying to save this fight for Chevelle. And I'm working Bonnie's corner, and Bonnie hadn't trained for it or nothing because she was not, you know. So Bonnie, I'm like, you know, I'm working the corner. I'm like, you know, Bonnie. First round comes in. I'm like, you know, Bonnie, you know, you know, you need to throw more. She goes, I know. I'm like, here's some water. I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna say to her? <laughs> You know? tell her that she doesn't already know. I'm like, next round, I was like, okay, look, at, you're not getting hurt. You're not winning the fight. You're going to lose this fight. But you might want to try to throw some more. She goes, I know, but I just can't. I said, I know. So she ended up losing that fight. But it wasn't about the fight. It was about the opportunity to get women in the venue on TV for people to see it. Yeah. And that's, right. that's, yeah. Where our, that's what our society was about. We were about Absolutely. promoting promoting the school yeah everybody. yeah right um, whether i like you or not i'm still gonna help you out and then i'll kick your ass later thank you yep exactly exactly um so though training with bonnie tell us like what was the most valuable lesson i mean i know y'all still still to get like trained together and do all that but what's the most valuable lesson that you 
feel she taught you about boxing? That all that all fighting relates because there are only so many ways you can punch and kick somebody. There's only so many ways you can punch somebody. There's only so so there's only so many blocks. There's only so many angles. Yeah. Now my, my Kabbalah Serata, my knife stick fighting style that I'm a I'm a guru at, that helps me too because it's a 45 degree angle. But when she said that, and she always concentrated on focusing on the center line. Yeah. And that's something we actually we just had Don Wilson at our gym last week, and that's like the first thing that he started. Oh man, you got to fight this, work on the center line, and Bonnie's like, yes, <laughs> you know, Don Wilson backs me up. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's so true. And and that's the funny thing about boxing is so many people do different arts prior to boxing or while they're boxing, but you can use all of that in boxing if you just apply it correctly. Exactly. And people don't, they don't make that. It's very hard to make that bridge, but once they make that bridge, wow. And, and then you lose like you drawing your hand. I mean, we right. got overcome that but you still can mix the arts together and they all will help exactly. you. very helpful right. um but amateurs though we just kind of briefly talked on it you won several titles in the amateurs in your short amateur career um do you have any like favorite experiences from the amateurs yes i i i do um when I, my very my very first my, my very first competition was at the at the women's national golden gloves and that was like that was like the most uh, amazing experience yeah for me so um and i remember i remember i was blessed i i, I got if you if you've if you've done any research i mean i got i was in i know french on cruise i was blessed with a bunch of other fighters yes that went well, you know that that went on to do amazing things so yeah. um we were the yeah. first my my amateurs too and it's funny like when I go back and look, because I did the Golden Gloves and the Nationals and all that stuff in Chicago. And it's funny when I go back and look at the names, like how many people were there that were pro with me. And right. I didn't realize that they were at the tournament with me until like later on when I started knowing them and their names and when they were pro and like they were being talked about. And I'm like, that name kind of sounds familiar. And I look back and I'm like, well, geez, they were with me at the tournament. Didn't even right. And some of them I fought in the pros. So, and I right. never fought in the amateurs. So, yeah, but that's, it's a small world. And it's, it's, it's just amazing because um, I remember winning the WBC world title for the first, it was the first middleweight, but when they hung that silver medal on me, there's something special about that. Yeah. Because we were the last woman, we, we, I won it in Turkey. We were the last women's uh, national event to to help qualify us into the Olympics. Yeah. So, you know, Christy Halbert, all of those people that we were we were fighting to get into the to get women's boxing in the Olympics. The Olympics that was yeah. a qualifier, and we got it in there. And that that alone, like you know, yeah, we're we're happy that that, that they all won, but that alone was like we achieved so much. And yeah, people, absolutely. We're behind the scenes, but they don't know what we achieved. They don't know how much. Christy Halbert and all those people fought to get. Yeah, I know. And we're, well. we're there now. Um, yeah, I know Christy well. Um, but yeah, they that's the thing. Like when I talk about it, I get it just gets me upset. But that's the thing about the new generations is 
And when one of the main reason why I started doing this show when they asked me was women's boxing has lost what it is. <clears throat> Granted, it's growing and we're moving steps in the right direction, but there would have been no Olympics without us and the fighters before us. There would have been no um, TV fights and recognition and bigger paydays that they're getting now. None of that would have happened without our era and the era before us and before them all paving the way to get it to where it is. And then for the new fighters to feel like they did it all and don't pay recognition to the past, that's where I get frustrated. And that's why I did the show because I feel like I want to get as many people's stories out as possible to maybe then they'll start seeing the clips and seeing the videos and being like, Oh, like I didn't realize there was that many as if they don't know if you're boxing, you don't know some of the damn history, but the, the, the women, the most of the women do, but some of the new, new generation don't, but I mean, I was, yes. but yeah, that's, it's just know? frustrating because yeah. none of them would have these opportunities without everybody that came before them that helped get it there. Um, there was no Olympics just because of one fighter. It, we all helped make it and then, you know, make it get there. Uh, and it wasn't an easy battle. <laughs> People don't really? realize um, the things that us past fighters went through to get the next generation to be able to succeed. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It is. Your victory, though, we, you know, we talked about the civil matter. That, that's phenomenal. Um, the WBC middleweight title, though, you also won in Kenya, um, 2006. Definitely one of the first, first American, one of the first uh, first female American. It was basically Rumble in the Jungle. I was the first woman American to fight there. Absolutely. Um, describe the emotions and the challenges for that fight. Well, it was kind of weird because uh, Bonnie Canino and Bert Bert um, Rodriguez, her her trainer, were going to come with me, and they were real skeptical. And I'm like, look at I've I've been to Africa, I've been to West Africa. This is Kenya. It's it's not it's not that big a deal, you know. Let's let's yeah. do this. Number one, it's an opportunity of a lifetime to actually to get to Kenya. Yes. You know, I mean to to be able to you know to ching cha ching. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's where you and make money. Me, right, and and to, the, the, all I can say is, uh, boxing has allowed me to travel to parts of the world that I would have probably never got to see. Yes. You know, so I so they actually sent someone from Texas to to send show them a video to to see it yeah. to to see oh look at you know it's real Kenya it's basically by the time I went to Kenya and Nairobi it was about New York City in the eighties okay it was yeah. so it was fine yeah. and and I have you know I had done a lot of research and I was quite ecstatic to go to Kenya so when I went I learned a little bit of Swahili I still consider. I, I literally consider Kenya my 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 second home, my mother my mother country. So and uh, believe it or not, after all these years, I'm still kind of well well known there. Yeah. I mean, it, it was funny when I when I came back. I mean, like I never experienced paparazzi. Like literally, people with cameras following me into the bathroom, yeah. trying to take pictures underneath the stall. Yeah. It was a wild. I was like, I mean, number one, there's not a lot of two two white blondes around the world, you know. But it, it was. We went in areas in the mountain in Kenya where they had heard me on the video on the on the radio and they're like, Oh, Yvonne Race, Yvonne Race. They like had, had watched it. It was like a big deal. And I beat their hero. You know? It, it was a it was a big deal. But I gotta tell you, it was the most amazing country, most amazing people, most amazing opportunity. Yeah. And to this day, you know, I consider it the best, you know, 
And I, I kind of laugh because, well, they're like, oh, do you know Kalisa Shields? It's like, of course I know Kalisha. She's been to our gym. I've spotted her a few times. But, you know, that belt, I owned it first. It was my fucking belt. Sorry. It was my yeah. belt. <laughs> you had it. You had it first. Yeah. And then relinquished yeah. it. And the odds were fucking against me. I won it by decision in Kenya. Yeah. Which is hard to do. Um, and I know exactly what you're talking about with the paparazzi thing. One time in my career, once. And, and it's funny because we can only say that it probably only happens once in a lifetime for females to have the feeling of being famous uh, like the males, like the male fighters. But when I fought Mia St. John the second time in Mexico, that's how it was. Um, I yep. was out for two weeks uh, because, you know, of all the press and the pre-fight weigh-ins and the press conference <coughs> and all the shit that we had to do. But I couldn't go anywhere without being a like mobbed, like with, can I get a picture? Can I get an autograph? I couldn't sit down and eat. I couldn't walk out of my hotel room. There was people outside my door and I yep. was the opponent. So same thing, you know, I'm coming in as the opponent, but literally everybody in Mexico, because boxing is so big there, they know yes. everybody. Um, yes. But I was, I was very famous over there. And I can tell you after my 10 days there, I was ready to come home. Now, granted, I loved yep. it. It was a nice feeling, but I'm like, I'm glad I don't have to do this every single day. Right. I remember when I came home, the first phone call I made was to, uh, I'm friends with Layla Ali, and I called Layla. And I said, Layla, man, I get it. And she goes, she, I, guess she, she, I said, I, I understand now. And she said, did you ever eat a hot meal? And I said, no. No. I said, because you're, you're now remember, I'm representing women's American boxing. Yes. So when people come up to you in the middle of the, in the middle, you 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 got a smile and and they don't they're just excited to see you. They don't see that you're trying to eat. No, they don't see that you're trying to eat or that you're talking with someone or like I I really wanted to go walk around down and like in the little shops and. Well, I did that anyway. I, I, mean, I, I did. did but but like, about that. It stopped every two seconds, so it's like man, oh, like, no. I'm, I'm tired just smiling. My face. Yep. Can we go back? The right. But, but then Layla turns to me and she says, you know, Yvonne, now imagine being me because you never know if they're trying, if they want to meet me or they wanted to meet my dad. And I went, oh, shit. Yeah. You're right. That, that, that's like a heavier thing. I'm like, heavy. you know, like I'm, 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 I, I consider Christy, Christy Martin and I are good friends. Layla and I are acquaintances. But all of that knowledge that everybody shared with me helped me deal with a lot of shit. Yeah. And that is so true. I feel bad for her with that, but making that statement is so true because also everybody wanted to meet her dad. Everybody wanted right. to meet um, right. um, But I mean, she was just as famous, but yeah, I guess you never know if they really you to get to him. Exactly. And that, that that's something that would, it never even occurred to me until she said, I was like, wow, that's like deep, man. Yeah, that's like really that. deep. I would have never thought of that. But she had, yeah. that's the truth. I mean, that's straight facts. Yep. That's straight facts. Uh, another interesting one, though, that um, intrigues me, uh, only probably because I know her real well because she's from Chicago, but Tish Robinson. Tish. Tish. Um, she should have fought Layla Ali. Uh, I, I think just her mouth and demeanor got her in trouble a little bit later on, and I think that's kind of why they stopped airing her. Um, which is sad because the men do it all well, the time. But you know, when we held the first women's international. Bonnie and I can Bonnie Canino and I used to um, we promoted for ten years the women's national Golden Gloves, yep. and we made it a week. 
and we tried to make sure and we and when if you lost the first night we'd immediately try to rematch you because how often do you go to a, do you go to a friggin weigh-in and you never got a fight because there was no one there so here we have an opportunity for a week to get a bunch of women together yeah. to fight and they would come and they would you know and, and if they lost they put their, their trainers would put their name in to come the next day yeah. so i remember like i've heard all sorts of negative and positive things but Layla, that one of our Golden Gloves, we did the first Women's International Golden Gloves, uh, Women's International Boxing Hall of Fame at our Golden Gloves. We had Christy Martin, Layla Ali. Um, um, oh my God, uh, you, oh my God, she's gonna kill me. Um, oh, oh my God, um, oh my God, she's like really famous. She was in a, a boxing fight, boxing movie. Um, oh, uh, Lucy Riker. Lucy Riker. Oh my God. Oh my God, Lucia! The, the, all three of them. Like, there's so many names I could have threw out there, Lucia. But Lucia, like, was it? So all three of them are there, and and and, and Kalisa Shield was there also because she had just won her first Olympics, her first, right. her first. So, so they're all giving the speech now. I'm talking to all of them, yeah, separately, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see. Uh, Layla Ali, and I'm gonna see, you know, Lucia Riker, and you know, like they were all like. Back in the day, they were like, oh, we didn't get this fight, we didn't get that fight. But all of their, because I knew that basically being female fighters, having male trainers, they were almost all had the same story. Yeah. But it wasn't for me to tell them. Because they all told me, but I wasn't for me to tell them. But at that event, they all did the speech and they all told each other and they all realized, wow, we all went through the same shit. Yeah. You know, so. Sad. You know, and, and the, the, there was one there was one person there who was actually cripplingly more, more shy than me, Ann Wolf. I get that from the vibe and, from her, which I never would have pictured. But as as long as I've been following her on social media, and I've talked to her a few times on social media and stuff, but yeah, she seems real like just down to earth, quiet, shy, but you know, but the funny thing is, is a bunch of the girls says would come to me and you say, Could, "Do you think you?" Because they didn't have any trainers. She, do you think she'd work the corner? And she and and they they went and asked her, and she was like, "You want me to?" Work? She was like, "Really?" She was like, "The yeah, like, of course work the corner." She was like, "Of course." And I'm like, I know she gets a lot of shit, but I've never had a problem with any of these people. I love them all. And I, me neither. Um, and it's funny that because, well, because when you see them in the ring and when they're fighting or doing press, like they're beasts, but they're really just big teddy bears. Thank you. The better they are, the, the, the more cuddly they are. Everybody is like petrified of Chevelle. I mean, the first time I met her, I was so fucking nervous. I didn't even know if I could speak. Just because oh my god! Her. Like, like we're like family. Like she's the sweetest, most like she cares about everybody. Like yeah, I mean, I had, I had the opportunity to spar her many times. Uh, many times I used to spar her. Yeah, and is the same. I mean, There's just yeah. teddy bears. Yep. Hey, yep. we gotta hide that though. We can't let everybody know. That we're oh no, we, but but teddy bears are still bears, baby. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like mama bear. Bear. You don't mess with the mama bear. Don't like, mess with the mama bear. Um, yeah, I, we, we had a we had a pro fighter, uh, uh, Isaiah Night Night Thompson, and I was in his corner, and he won the fight, right? And he you know he won the fight by knockout in the second round. 
Yeah. At this time, I think it was amateur. So we go in the back. We were in the back room. Okay. Now Bonnie and I are are in his corner. There was no one else there. Okay. She and Bonnie go. Bonnie like blows shit off all the time. I can't blow this shit off. Yeah. So, so this guy is sitting. I'm standing next to Isaiah, and he's like, "Hey, you know, when you want to learn some boxing, okay." Now he just knocked the guy out. You want to learn some boxing? Come to my gym. And I'm like, "What the fuck? Why don't you come to my gym and get in the ring with me, motherfucker?" And and the, and, the, and, the, and I was like all up the guy's face. And my my and Isaiah is like, "Coach, coach, chill." And I'm like, "Motherfucker." <laughs> I'm standing in front of you and you're telling him he, he just knocked the guy out and he needs boxing instructions. Right. I was so pissed. I literally had to go. It's like, I'm a boxing mama. Don't, don't, don't disrespect my guys and don't yeah. disrespect me. You know, please. I was don't so disrespect anybody that's in my presence. Okay. We're right, we're right in front of you and you just said that. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my God. That's what you think with the little head, not the big head. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but tell me about your fights with Tish. I know the first the first fight you fought with the flu. So yes. tell us a little bit about that experience fighting sick because I've done it many times and it. You just do it. You just okay. Do it, but you just do it. It's like look at I'm a woman. We have yeah. to fight with a period. Okay. You know you men have no concept. No, <laughs> we have to make way and figure that crap out with our period. Yeah. And still try to lose the extra four pounds that we just gained when we started on the morning of weigh-in. Yep. Yep. People have no clue what, you know, it's like these women make it, you know, to be honest, I really don't remember. There there aren't too many fights where moments I remember. I remember the knockouts. Like I remember, um, I remember the Russian one when I, oh my God. Well, oh my God. She was huge. That's when I, I looked up. And I, I got, I got, I mean, literally, I blocked the punches and I felt them in my body. I'm still blocking them and I'm feeling them. Yeah. And I made it to the tenth round, and then, you know, and my body hurt for two weeks later. That's when Bonnie said, "You either, you either quit boxing or you go down and wait." I said, "I'm going down and wait." <laughs> Never fought that weight again. I can do it. Yeah, it's like I can do it. I went down oh. one time. Would never fucking do that again. That was very. I didn't have anything to lose. <laughs> wow. When 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 she hit me, when Natasha hit me, oh my god, I blocked this crap, but still felt it. Oh my god. That's, That's when I'm like, I'm not fighting at 168 again. No. One, yeah, not doing it again. 154. And that's where I made it. Yeah. 154. But yeah, in the man, I did 125. 126. I went down to 122 one time. I'm like, oh. four pounds. That's nothing. Yeah, no. Oh, oh babe, it's something. It's a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> Especially if you're on training. So you're I, already I, in I went up and wait. I'm like, yep. I'll go up. That's easier. We'll right, but I went too far up. Yeah. I was like, screw that. I'm, I'm going back down to 154. I was fine though. These girls are too damn big up here. Yep. Another one, though, that I think was still a great um, time in your career. It was a huge highlight in your career either way. Uh, but facing WBC welterweight champ Mary Jo Sanders, 2005, uh, significant challenge. But what did that fight teach you about yourself and your career? Because I still thought it was an interesting matchup. Well, when I fought Mary Jo, um, 
I was walking. I didn't know what I was walking into. The bitch is fast. Very. <laughs> she is fast. Not as powerful as Roganowski, but this bitch is fast. And when I walked over the corner, they looked at me. They said, "Good fight." I said, "No, I lost. I got the. I got. I got my ass boxed off." Yeah. She boxed my ass off, and I, you know, no shame in that. Was she powerful? No. But did she box my ass off? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, she bumped my ass off. What can I say? Yeah. You know, I learned, I learned like, okay, that, that she's fast. Yeah. And sometimes speed is all you need. And she used it. Yeah. I always used to tell that. I mean, some, I mean, so if they don't have enough power, sometimes you can get through that shit, but sometimes you just can't see. Yep. yep. And you're like, what yep. the hell? I just got to keep covering up. <laughs> she boxed the fuck out of me. That's all I can say is I know man. In some of my sparring matches with the guys. I'm like, God damn, can you just slow it down just a notch? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, another high stakes fight, though, that I thought was interesting when you fought Giselle Slan Salandi. Yeah, that was an interesting seven. Was so, so many titles on the line, though. Um, such a high yeah. stakes fight. Um, that was a messed up scene. I mean, uh, at the time that we had the fight now, when you fight internationally, it's not like fighting in a lot of the, um, um, first world states, yeah. first world countries, because we got in there and we had learned a lot. We had learned from traveling that we wanted to make sure there was an ambulance there and they tried to start the fight without the ambulance and we refused. And it's a good thing because the fight before me, the guy was a knocked out, was knocked out and needed to be removed in an ambulance. Yeah. So there was a long wait. Um, it was a messed up scene. Um, Giselle was a good fighter. Do I think that? Do I? You know. I think it was fair. It wasn't fair. <laughs> I mean, just say it. We're we're not fighting anymore. There's no shame in it. Yeah, I mean, and Giselle, but you, but Giselle's passed, so you don't want to talk negative. Exactly. Yes. God, God rest her soul. And she was yes. a tremendous fighter. But yes. Everybody yes. knows that you don't always get a fair shake. Especially when basically I was a road warrior. I try. I, I went wherever they send me. Yeah. I got to tell you, one of the most um, satisfying fights to me. I was ecstatic to to fight Valerie. Valerie yeah. Mafu. That, that was the next. Yeah, winning unanimous decision against Valerie Mafu 2007 must have been so rewarding. Um, yeah, describe the significance of that victory for you. Oh, I've always wanted to fight Valerie. She's so cool, but I always okay. she's a badass. I wanted to fight her so bad. And the day, the day, the day, the way, uh, the day of the fight, Bonnie goes down to the the gym to train. To you know, you know, okay, little trick for the trainers. We all we all like do our pumps and because we want to look all buff next to our fighters too. So yeah. she goes down that day of the fight doing weights and stuff. And Valerie's down there running on the on the treadmill, just to loosen up or something. And Valerie goes, "Oh, you know, Bonnie, you know, I, I studied you because I know she's gonna fight just like you." So we're going, "Oh shit, you know, <laughs> we're in trouble." Right. But I gotta tell you, get another game plan. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh fuck. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But that was. That was the most satisfying because she retired after I fought her. Yeah. You know, and I, I was like, wow, I just retired Valerie Mafu. Yeah. And she's phenomenal. So much tough as fucking nails. Tough as yeah. nails. 
she and I, I was that was that was that was one of my most satisfying fights. I got to tell you, no no one ever really talks about it, but oh my god, I mean it was very fucking mafu. I know. And I met her at the inductions last year. She's a she's so phenomenal good. person as well. I, they all are. And yes, get it, but they all are. But yeah, I mean, huge. She's another iconic. I let me tell you a cool little story. I was here at the gym, and bon Bonnie's really good friends with uh, Barbara Buttrick, who was yeah. a boxing hall of fame, one of the first ever boxing. Anyway, yeah. she's her boxing grandmother, really. So yeah. Bonnie Barbara was here, and um, Nicole Adams was here. Nicole Adams was doing a training camp. Nicole is so cool. Yeah. So Nicole Adams was training here for a training camp, and Nicole goes to me, pulls me over. She goes, Yvonne, Yvonne. Well, Barbara's talking to Bonnie. She goes, do you think I could get a picture with Barbara Buttrick? And I'm like, I'm sure, of course, of course, Nicole. And I go over and I'm sorry, and I'm going to Bonnie and Barbara goes, pulls my shirt. She goes, Yvonne, Yvonne, do you think I get a picture with, with, with Nicole Adams? And I'm going, oh my God, how funny is that? Barbara right. Buttrick wanted a picture with Nicole Adams. And neither of the two wanted to ask each other. It's like, I was like, oh my God, That's the humility between the two and the respect. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and think about how awesome she felt that Barbara wanted to take a picture with her. Oh, was so funny. It was bizarre. And yeah. the, and, I, and her, the, I seem to spend my whole life as the intermedium. I, I tend to like connect people, yeah. connect the fighters. That's what I do. I, I talked to Jimmy Finn. I want Barbara on the show so bad. You have and to do it soon. She's just getting older, and I get it. But I mean, I'm like, I want her on the show so well, She's amazing. I mean, you put that lady in front of a speed bag, she could still do it. I know. Yeah, I and he's like, you know, she's just getting older. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like, it's like, it's just like a Zoom call. Like she don't have to go anywhere. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep working on that one, but keep I would keep absolutely on. I'll, I'll hit Jimmy up too. I'll actually hit Barbara's sister, Barbara's daughter up. She's she lives here. Yeah, let me know. But yeah, I would I would love to interview her. She was, I mean, one of the first. I would love, love love to interview her. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll see if I can. I'll, I'll see if I can't push that for you because I know I I have the sis, I have the daughters, two daughters. We know. Yeah, that's awesome. That would be great. Yeah, phenomenal. It's a small woman, like I said. She's a phenomenal woman, all around. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. You've been in the ring though, just like so many of us. Actually, ninety percent of us from back in the day, with pretty much the best of the best that there was at the time to fight all of them. Um, but I didn't have any choice. I started so late. I had to take. I had to. I, there was no building up. Yeah, I, I didn't really have a building either. And that right. was because I start. I mean, I started in my late 20s, but once I fought Mia the first time, it was only my third pro fight. And I only had 14 or 15 amateur fights. So I didn't have a big yeah. amateur career either. But I fought Not, her my third pro fight. And after that, when I beat her, I couldn't fight low caliber fighters. They wouldn't sanction them. Right. So I was fighting all top ten fighters from my fourth fight on. Yeah, you're not you're, you're not giving that option. Yeah. Yeah. That's why my career went so fast. Because I could and have a choice. After I beat her, they're like, Well, you fought me at so <laughs> I was a replacement yeah. fighter. Like it's it's not like it's not like the men's the men's boxing scene where you could where you build up the careers. No, there was no you couldn't do that. 
No, no. You, we didn't have that. We didn't have that option. No option for that. We took whatever yeah, we, we could get. We wanted the best, though. We wanted the best. True. And, and I don't see that now. I mean, now we're finally getting the money. Like, like Bonnie and I are going up to uh, the Serrano fight this yeah. weekend. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting uh, matchup there. Um, I don't, um, I don't know why, but I don't know much about her opponent. Like, Neither I do I. Much about her opponent. No, it's it's not about the opponent. It's about the minute. But I don't think it's going to go the full distance. I don't think so either. Um, simply for the and I mean, I'm not going to say I don't take anything away from any fighter. Good night, baby. Love you. Um, I don't take anything away from any fighter, whether I know them or don't know them. Everybody has a chance, but <clears throat> I don't see it going the distance either. And I guess just mainly because I'd know nothing about this girl. I hadn't even heard her name until they said she was fighting her. Exactly. Which and we kind of know that. We kind of know that. Wait Sometimes those ones will surprise you, but not, yep. very, not very often. Uh, but still, great moment for women. But another thing about that is. They are not the first females to fight three-minute rounds. Maybe no, I fought. I fought two three-minute fights. I remember if I fought Nikki Epelon, and it was that was a messed-up fight. But when I fought Nikki Epelon, um, I was told at the at at the in the in the locker room, oh, it's three minutes. I'm like, okay. We we're like, we didn't know it was three minutes, but that's okay. Yeah. And we were the swing belt, so they had they had they had the Joe Lewis Center until midnight. And we were the swing bout, and then all of a sudden, we weren't going to fight anymore. They cut my hand wraps off. They said, okay, you're going to get paid anyway, blah, blah, blah. You get, they cut my hand wraps off. Then the commissioner comes in and says, she's in the ring right now. You have, you, you, if you don't get in the ring, we're going to sanction you. I was like, what the? So I, I, so, I, so Bonnie picks up the hand wraps and, and tapes one on, and I run to the ring. And her corner helps tape the other hand wrap on. And I'm thinking, you know, you know, so I'm like, so, I'll, so now the, then the fight goes on and the, the, the referee's like, you know, calm down, relax. It's okay. I'm like, okay. But then the fight goes on. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, and I lost the fight and I'm thinking, okay, I, I, I think I lost the fight, but then I go back and watch the fight and I'm going, wait a minute. I didn't really lose that fight. I was like, wait a minute. Because all these years I hadn't seen the fight. Then I go back and watch it. I'm going, oh, shit. Right. What's up with that? Yeah. Well, that happened a lot, yeah. too. It still does. Yeah, it happened a lot to me. I remember fighting um, um, when I, I fought uh, in Aruba. And, yeah, and I, and, and I lost by decision. Yeah. And this kind of pissed me off because I go over there. No, Bermuda. I'm sorry. It was Bermuda. Who did I fight in Bermuda? What's her face? Um. Oh my God, they're all falling. Anyway, I fought in Bermuda, and they go and they raise my hand. They 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 go. I go over to the corner. I kicked her fucking. I boxed the shit out of her, and I go over to the corner, and she go. The literally the girl goes to me. Can I have a rematch? And I said, Of course. It was a great fight. I'd love to have a rematch. And then they go and raise her hand. Yeah. And we're pissed as shit. And she goes, what are you upset about? I'm going, you just asked me for a rematch. You fucking know. I'm sorry. You no, know you lost. You just asked me for a rematch. Why would you want a rematch <laughs> if you won? That's the first time I've ever seen Bonnie freaking lose it. She's running all over to the, the, the commissioner. He's like, oh, well, I saw, I called it a, I called it a, you know, it was a draw. So the others went, I'm like, what the? I mean, literally her own people were screaming, were, were booing. I'm like, okay. I mean. You know what happens 
Yeah. I mean, I, I have a Kenyan friend who went to England, knocked the guy down three times and still lost the fight. Lost. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I guess what you're going to do is make sure you don't, um, they make sure they can't get up. Judges. Yeah. You got to finish it or you just, you're not going to, I know personally. Yeah. But if you, if you don't knock them out and they don't get up nine times out of 10, you're going to get lost on the decision whether you want to. But you know what? You, what, what is, I didn't do it for the money. I, basically, it was oh. a credit card payment. I did yeah. it because for the love of the sport. Exactly. You know, um, but now I'm getting paid. That's a good deal. Right. Uh, all, all the best fighters, though, you fought, who would you consider your toughest opponent and why? Uh, Raganowski, Natalie. She fucking... She she made me change weight divisions, never to go up again. Yeah, that's a good point. My body, my body ached for she two made weeks. Me feel like I'm going back down in damn weight, never going there again. I mean, literally, I'm looking up like this. <laughs> that like, was weird. That reminds me, like the, my very first amateur fight was in the Chicago Golden Gloves, and the girl was six three. And I had only been training like two or three weeks. Like I had just started. And I was like, what the fuck did I just get myself into? Yeah. <laughs> this girl yeah. can't be in my weight class. She's fucking way up there. I'm five four. Yep. I was always the shorter opponent, though. Always. Uh, another, though, like special, special moment for me. So I always like to hear hear how everybody took the news. But tell us about the special phone call you received from Sue Fox telling you that you were being inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame and what that meant to you. Oh, it, it, come on. I mean, to be to be to be picked to be among such an amazing group of people having you remember I was at the first one. And I saw who they were, you know, Bonnie and Regina. I mean, my God, yeah. the people that they've already inducted and to be included into that was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, be, I couldn't have been more honored. And, and and it's funny, even on the speech, I think that Christy wrote, read, read for me or, or Jill, um, who, I think Christy read it. I don't know who read it. I think Christy read it. But where it's, like, it's like some of the fighters in there, I fought. Yeah, it's like I fought some of you guys, you know. I fought some of the people that were there too, and a lot of them did. And it was yeah, yeah a lot of them did. It was, it was, it was. It's a true. I mean, you. It's an honor of a lifetime. What can I say? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. Who were your role models, or who 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 were your inspirations in boxing, um, both past and do you have any present? Marvin Hagler. I've always loved Marvin Hagler. Being from my hometown, I actually got to meet him a couple of times. The most humble, wonderful human being I'd ever met in my life. Yeah. And Bonnie Canino. Yeah. Because I was a martial artist and all my whole life, so that was an honor. Yeah. And to be honest, Lucy Riker. About you know when I when I met Lucy, I mean, she had come through a lot, and she was she was a special person to speak to. Yeah, she seemed very. Uh, she seemed very balanced. I'm not there yet. I totally admit it. <laughs> but she <laughs> is. Yeah, and I'm okay with. I'm okay with not being in balance. I like to. That you know, Bonnie likes to walk walk down the center line because we believe in yin and yang. Yeah. So she likes to stay on the center line. Me, I'm the same person that likes to jump from one side to the other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a jumper. I'll be here a little bit, then I'm gonna go over there. Yeah, yeah I'm a Gemini too. Two for the price of one, so. Yeah, 
Hey, there is nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I talk about um, on this show with everybody. Everybody knows boxing is a male dominant sport. Um, and all of us females, especially back in our era, I always talk like it's, I always talk about our era, but back then had to deal with so much bullshit in the sport, things that we shouldn't have to go through or deal with. Um, can you tell us a little bit of the things that you had to go through or deal with that you shouldn't have had to if, if you were a guy? Well, the obvious thing is, you know, my, my, my WBC world title, and it was also the, it was also the fight of the year. I made $4,000. I made $4,000 for mine in Mexico. I was the opponent. And then that was like a big deal, you know? Yeah. I mean, so I paid off my credit card. Yeah. You know, that was, that was, that was the, the awakening, you know, and that, that's when you realize you're not doing this for the money. Yeah. You know, and, and I never really have, maybe that's to my detriment. Maybe I should no, have. I never did it for the money either. I just did it for the love of the sport. Most people did back then because no, there was very few people that even got a $10,000 payday, let alone right. what they're making today. I mean, I never made more than $4,000. And that was my title fight in Mexico against Mia the second time. And I know she didn't make no fucking $4,000. Nope, nope. But hey, nope. I, I got the fucking belt, so. There you go. You know, and the, the, you know, sometimes, so, yeah, you know, I mean, look, I know Mia, Mia's got, Mia's doing, she's doing some real positive shit now with her life. I, mean, wrong, I love Mia to death. I'm not, no, that's no disrespect to her. No, no, um, no, no. She, she got, got her money. Shit. She got her money. Yep. Um, yep. And we, we know what that's no. about. It is who it is. Yeah. Some do and some don't. Just, and it's it's you know and you know it's like also back in the day I don't really know if it's so much now um, because you know you got you you got some women that 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 don't um, fit the female yeah, beauty persona. image yeah. persona yeah I guess to say you know but back in the day Mia did you know and it was more acceptable to have a a a, a, a you know and hey. She, no disrespect. She made the most of it. Yeah. We all? Yeah. I mean, you, you yeah. did what you had to do to get a few extra dollars. Bridget Riley, beautiful lady, did yeah. a lot, you know. Hey, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Mailboxes do it. They so do. It, is what it is. It is what it is. Well, we always talk about, too, boxing is not just a physical sport. It's also very mental and emotional, especially for women in the sport since it's so male dominating how did you balance the aspects in your career of the the emotional and physical mental how did you balance that i actually having again having been a martial artist i found it pretty easy because yeah. I, I train in a boxing gym yeah. that's i mean we have a lot of males here and none of them you know the males here it's like they don't mind training with us because they don't need the testosterone they already got that yeah they need the, they need the thinking yeah you know, it's like big head little head yeah and they teach you that stuff in martial arts which is another phenomenal thing about martial arts is they teach you all of that yes Not just the fighting part they teach you the mental part the emotional part the breathing the technique like all of that so that's and that, that, that that's 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 a, that's the thing that i think we have an advantage of us yeah. older generation yeah. of fighters 
Absolutely. But personally, I think that there's some really good younger generation fighters here. And I think that some of us need to, we just need to step out of the way and, and get our high, our boxing high from training. Like I get my high from training my fighters. They come, I'm a boxing mama. I don't yeah. care how old you are, you're 32 years old, I'm your mama. Yeah, absolutely. And I get my high. And yeah. I, like I said, we had, we had three fighters here. And I will tell you, I truly, truly appreciate the mixed striking styles. Like a last, the last amateur fight, we had boxing, Muay Thai, and kickboxing. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Why I like that is because people that come to the Muay Thai, they look at the box and they go, damn, that's, that's, a, that's pretty good. So you just, built, you just built in someone that may not go see a boxing fight. You just, you just increase that fan base yeah. and vice versa. Yes, absolutely. I have been to one um, fight show that was like that. It was amateur and pro mix, um, but they okay. had all different styles. And right. It's interesting because I have watched some styles that I had never watched before, but they were interesting. And you and who knows? You might fall in love with the fight. Like we had, we had on this show, we had two boxers, and some of the MMA guy, uh, the Muay Thai guys, were like they, they fell in love with our with our our one thirty two or Moises. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, he's so good. Yeah. You know, so now we know when it helps build a fan base. But when they go pro, you need yeah. a fan base because, yeah. you know, I don't care how good a fighter you are. If you don't sell frigging tickets, you're not going to get the fight. No, you're not. Especially. You're in the not yeah. yeah. That's Got a it. fact. Got it. Uh, <clears throat> so speaking of the female fighters of today versus back in our era, um, what do you think of the difference between our era versus today? Ooh, I have to be politically correct. Whatever you want to say. Um, no would, with no mercy. Come on now. I would say that the female fighters now are more infected, not influenced. I say infected by the male boxing mentality. They don't. They only, they only want to take the. Oh well, I only want the short fight. They don't want the challenges anymore. Right. Look it, I'm going to this event because it's an event, but you you just said it. You'd never heard of her opponent. I haven't never heard of her. Like I've literally and, never heard her name before. And so we're going to this historic fight and this maybe it would be better if we had had an opponent that we had heard of. Yeah. But uh, it's I would not love a to see a match with her and Katie Taylor. I would uh, there's I'm trying to think of there's another I I really want to see the the one I really, really want to see her rematch. I, I mean, Karen Katie Taylor would be another phenomenal fight. Um, but what was the girl she fought right after Katie Taylor? Oh, it wasn't Cameron. It was a, uh, wasn't Cameron. Was it Bombach? No. No. Oh, oh shit. She was Mexican, I think. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. The I know you talked about fucking phenomenal. Like, Amanda got right. caught, like, and I thought it was really close, really, really close fight. That's the fight I want to see again. Right. So, so the whole fight. Like right. So we 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 we've been infected by the male mentality of protecting your fighter to get that one big paycheck, yeah. and that's not going to help our situation. No, no, it's not. No, I mean, you know, I'm we need. For, I'm happy. We need for, to fight the folks. Yeah. And I'm super excited for her for getting this um in is. But I do want to see, I can't think of that freaking Mike, Michael, tell me the name of the girl Amanda fought. Mexican Google it, baby. I'm on my phone. Ago, 
where they literally went toe to toe the whole freaking time and the girl didn't stop punching at all. Like the whole fight. Like she was she was just like a she was like a, a busy like a busy oh, yes. I remember. Yeah. She was landing like hard inside, ass. outside. Yeah. She was a badass. So, but she's a Mexican fighter. I've never seen yes. bad Mexican fighters. <laughs> That's the fight I want to see again because it was so fucking good. Right. So that's the one thing that I that I don't like about the fighters of today. They're being managed by male. Like a lot of the female fighters, oh well, he's a male fighter. They're going to the male managers. Yeah. Because he'll get me he'll get me that connection. But now you now you're being managed like a male, like the male fighters. You're not promote you you're not really doing that's that's what bothers me the most. They're not fighting the fights. Right. Right. They're picking and choosing too much. Now, yeah. fight for the paycheck. I'm no problem with that. But let's fight some fights. Yeah. That's that's my issue. With the, the, yeah, you can still get that paycheck. And, and you might even get a bigger paycheck if you fight a better opponent. Right, right. Yeah. That, that's the one thing that 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 really bothers me about the the, the new generation. New generation, yeah. But I don't really blame the new generation. I blame the people that are handling them. Yes, their handlers, their managers, their promoters, um, the people. Oh, they're training. The, yeah, their trainers, the people putting on the shows, all of them. They all yeah. together. That's why I never had none of that. That's why. Yep. I, I mean, even when we, we Bonnie manages, uh, we, we manage, she, she manages some pros, but, you know, we tell them everything. We show them because we know we're not going to be alive there. He found the guy's name. Yeah. The girls, the guys, the girls. I don't know how you say that. Yimalese Mercado. Mercado, thank you. Jim yeah. Mercado, yeah. Mercado, that was a great fight. Phenomenal fight. And yes. I want to see, yes, thank you. I want to yeah. see that fight again. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, I'm going to post that. I want a rematch between those two. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, we're going to see uh, the first three, two-minute rounds. What's her name? But it's not going to go 12 rounds. I'm sorry. Eight so technically, it's yeah, it was. She fought. I think she fought Katie Taylor, and then she fought her. I think, and then she fought um, Heather Hardy. Right, Heather. Fighting. Heather, another kickboxer, wonderful lady. Yes, I just had her on the show last week. Yep. A phenomenal interview. But yes, I. That's the one I want to see. I would. I wouldn't mind seeing her and Katie Taylor fight again. I thought that was a very mm -hmm. good fight. That was a good fight. Um, I really, really fucking want to see her and Mercado fight again. And that would be a good 12-round fight. That would have been that sh that would have been huge if that was this fight. You were about ready to say that should have. It should have. Yeah. I, I, you, you, you checked yourself, but you're about yeah, that should have been the opponent. It should have been this fight. That would have been fireworks. I mean, no disrespect to this opponent. No, I mean, no, I don't. I, mean, I just don't know about so, her. She might be phenomenal. But Serrano giving her a great opportunity. Yeah. You know, and and to be honest, Why like, and if, that, Michael, why will we never see that? We all need to post about it and blow the shit up on social media then, because I want to see that fight again. That could happen. It could happen. I don't. Amanda would fight her again. I don't see why she would turn down any opponent. She's getting paid for all of them. And to be honest, you know, I mean, just Jake Paul and Logan, they're, I mean, look at everybody gets upset about them. They're like, oh, well, they're not real fighters. It's like, excuse me, I know the fight game. You're giving them shit, but how many people that are 10 and 0 
male fighters have bought fights anyway. So right. why are you giving these guys shit? And thank God, they're, they look at people are talking about boxing now. Look what they're doing. They're talking about it. The women, granted. Who got paid? Who's like, getting paid? But with, there's even though it's only a select few of them, the ones that they're working with, but the, his fights that he's putting on, they're making over a million fucking dollars as females. Thank you. Unheard of. And they're the main events. And look at we're talking about boxing again. We weren't talking about it. We were talking about MMA fighters. We were not talking about boxing anymore. But so give hate him or love him, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. They're doing good for the sport right now. Thank you. And and he's done great for female sports. Yes, great for female sports. Um, and he's putting on some great shows. There's isn't he fights on there. Yeah, and, and I, I think um I think they're gonna they're gonna be there they're gonna be at the surrounding for both of them Jake and Paul yeah, I mean I Jake and Morgan yeah they both will be there for sure what back to you uh what do you hope to be remembered for most after your time wow that's deep okay wasn't prepared for that one thought I was prepared for all of this shit sorry <laughs> um, never prepared that i tried to advance it okay that's, a that's good it yeah. that's it and you did thank you I, I i and hopefully i still am i'm doing i'm on behind the corners but but women trainers you oh, know yeah, they deserve respect too absolutely uh liza olson there's so many I mean, yep. I the list goes on and on of, of female actually trainers. christy's got a car got a, got a guy on the same car that does it at this fight yes she does. Um, is it Hernandez? Nadalero. Yes. Yes. She's a good fighter. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, the girls, though, the young girls that are coming up that want to leave their mark in the sport, what advice would you give them to be able to leave their mark in the sport? Okay. So, whom I love. Okay. So, many, many years ago, I'm old, remember, Fundora. Oh. Sebastian Fendora, he paid, he, he just, he, he, he went, he, they both, both him and his daughter and his sister are now fighting. They trained at our gym many years ago when they were kids. She was a baby. She just, she just won a fight. Fendora, watch, she's an amazing young fighter. She's got amazing, um, amazing family behind her. And I think that she's going to be, uh, she's, she just needs to stay positive and i think she's going to be the one you're going to hear about her soon and i i, I know her as a person i know the family well so i think that she's going to be a positive influence in in advancing female sports awesome yeah and, and, and calling her out. i think she's amazing yeah and i, I recommend yeah. everybody look into her absolutely everybody check her out definitely make sure you look her up i will definitely be following um, and tell her I said congratulations. Keep doing her thing. Um, She's a good, amazing young lady. Yeah, that's awesome. What would you say is the most significant life lesson you've taken away from boxing? Boxing represents life. For so many. For my life, I mean, like my fight in the ring doesn't re represents my fight, and you know, I, I've been attracted in, in Africa. I've been stabbed. I've, I've had some tr trauma, and you know, I Greece. I, I was attacked and stabbed. I mean, I've had and 
when you're in the ring, it gives you a chance to deal with all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a release. Yeah, and and women women aren't taught to it's changing, granted. Yeah. But women were never taught to get those emotions out. Guys would get pissed, they'd go play football or, yeah. or go some you know, what would we the only way we would release it would, it be, would be scream, we'd scream, yeah, we'd build it up and we'd scream become a screaming bitch. We yeah. were a screaming bitch. Yeah. We because that was the only way we knew how to release it. We'd know how to release it with our with our hands. Yeah. You know, and me being a martial artist, you never, and learning how to defend myself and knife fighting and all that shit, you always were in balance. You never got to, you never got to get that out. Yeah. But the actual competition, the punching and just, I mean, like today I was like, Bonnie, I need to, you know, I, I need to punch. I'm working out today. I need to hit something. I need to hit somebody. Yeah. Right. We got to do <laughs> something. We got yeah, to lose it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that to continue in the sport that doesn't offer significant financial reward for women. Like we all know we didn't get paid back then. I know. I mean, I just did it cause I love it. You did it cause you love it. Is that the only reason? I did it because uh, I had a lot of emotional issues I needed to work through. Yeah. And I think that I remember um, I had, I had a, a student here and she was a executive high level executive and we were, we were sparring. And I said, "Come on, you can hit me." And 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 I have a habit of tapping you, but and then pissing you off. Yeah. And she was so pissed off, she wanted to hit me, and she started to cry. And I'm like, "You can cry all you want, but I want you to punch me. You can keep punch, just keep crying and punch me. I don't care. Yeah. Just keep crying." And then, you know, she said, "I I, I never had that feeling, and that that feeling scared her to that release, that anger. She just she yeah. wanted to hit me. She wanted to and she never had that feeling." Yeah. Yeah, and, and she hadn't hadn't had that feeling, and I'm like, that's the feel. That's what. That's okay. Yeah. Let it out. And you know, now she's like a mother, and she's like happy. But at the time, that was an emotion that how many women weren't used to dealing with that as like, I just want to hit you, shit. Yeah. And just and started falling. Yeah. Like you can think it, but not many of them actually act on that. You know, I mean, I, I, when I train people, I literally say, dude, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, uh, I should charge you 200 bucks an hour, like, like a therapy session. Cause I know you just work shit out. Yeah. I know you just, you just feel a whole lot better now and you can go home happy. Yep. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many people come into the ring and they're like, dude, I couldn't understand why I was so unhappy and so angry. And they'll come take our, our group class and they're like, now I know. Yeah. It's a great mental, it's a great mental, uh, it's a way to look at no matter how elevated we are mentally, human beings are still animals. And if we ignore our animal instincts, it's going to come out in the wrong way. Absolutely. So if we learn how to control it and use it in an effective way, all of life. No harm, yeah, no harm done. Yeah. And no we benefit. Yeah, absolutely. But you also, yeah. so you dabbled in, we did the, you know, martial arts, we did the boxing, you've done all of that stuff, but you also dabbled in MMA, fighting twice in 2009. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Oh my God. So I get a phone call the day that, like, from uh, Jessica Aguilera, who was a friend of mine. Not really now, but <laughs> but at the time she was a friend of mine. She calls me, she goes, Stephanie, you know, she could, did you want to fight? That You know, I know you're a boxer. She goes... But she's never fought before, and she's a high school wrestler, you know, and, and she, you know, the fight fell through on her. And I'm like, well, you know, me wanting to promote women's sports, right. women's combat, I'm like, okay. 
back in the day, she had just, Stephanie, I was like, well, Stephanie's a high school wrestler. I said, back in the day, the only the only people we knew were the American top team. I just, did she train with AT&T? Oh, no, she's a high school wrestler, you know? I'm like, okay. So I, I'm at, I'm, this is the day of the weigh-in. So I go to my boss. I said, you know, hey, Richard, you know, I, I got to go lose five pounds. I mean, he's like, I got to fight tomorrow. He's like, are you serious? I was like, well, you know, what the hell? You know, I was trying to save, again, we're doing it for women's, I, I mean, it was a whole messed up thing. So I'm like, I say yes. And I go, it's, you can Google it. I, I laugh, I crack all the time, I crack up. Cause I like, I go, okay, so she didn't train with AKT. Come to find out, you know, I walk in the ring, I look all badass. My entrance is bad. I make 145, never been that low before. I make 145, I'm badass walking into the ring. She walks in and Jessica's behind her and all American top team. And I'm going, oh shit, I just got set up. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, so I'm like, well, I'm here now. It is what it is. So I, you know, the fight starts. Boom! I run. You can Google the shit. And I, I eat a knee, and I, and I'm, I'm out. Boom! I'm out before I hit the canvas. I'm laying on my back. I look up at. I finally open my eyes. I look up at Doc Hill. Richard, God rest his soul, he's passed. I said, what happened, Doc? He goes, look up. And I'm looking at the monitor. I was like, ooh, I ate a knee. Yeah, ooh, I ate a knee. He's <laughs> like, so. I mean, I was. I loved it. The first time I fought MMA, it was weird because they said do something, and in boxing, what do you do? You let go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did that and got hit. <laughs> like, oh shit! I didn't know about that. So I was like, yeah, it's totally different. But it was okay. I mean, look it. I took the fights last minute. I have no problems that I did it. I tasted it. Yeah. I still call it ghetto wrestling. Yeah. Get I mean, because it's basically, you know, literally, it's just fucking street fighting. No, but it's ghetto wrestling because, like, we're in the street now. Look at I'm I'm old school. I'm gonna knock your ass down and make your ass get up. But only in the ghetto do you go knock. Do you go to the ground and bang the and shit out of them on the ground? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I'm yeah. okay with it. Don't get me wrong. It's still a valid sport, but let's call it what it is. <laughs> you know, let's just call it what it is. It's ghetto wrestling. I yeah. like to make the yeah. I like to make them stand up. Get and make them to, to the to the point where I like to break. There's a you can either break their body or break their soul. I want to break their soul. Yeah. I want them to pull. Yeah, absolutely. Facts. Yeah. That's just that's well. I guess that's just a little devil in me. Yeah. Listen, Michael says in a move nobody expected. Taylor moved up to 140 to challenge undisputed champion Chantel Cameron, which I did not think was a good move when she did it. It was. I thought it was a bad move. Um, I still feel like, though, and Michael, I think I've talked to you about this before. I still feel like something was wrong with Taylor that night. I don't know if she was sick. She could have had the flu or could have been sick. But she was fucking off from the walk, ring walk. Like, she wasn't yeah, that's herself. Cool. She was not herself. Like, her movement was slow. She didn't throw half as many punches as she normally throws. She just looked fucking off. So I Again, don't know if it was, you know, sometimes that one fight and it's just too many. I don't know if it was that or if she was sick or injured or what the case may be and still fought. Or she had a period, dude. Could have been you a kid. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, yeah, but she was definitely off. I mean, uh, you never know. Yeah. Cameron was too good and too strong retaining her belts with the solid 10 round. Yeah, she did. I'm not even going to say she didn't win because she did. But there was something off. 
Um, yeah, but faces Heather Hardy in a rematch on August 5th. Had expected to face Taylor by the end of the year. They were supposed to rematch. I don't know exactly why that fell through. Um, however, Taylor is exercising an immediate rematch clause to face Cameron in the second half of the year. Yes, I do think that they should fight again because Katie was off. Yes, yes. And not and then, you know what? that's actually a good that's actually a good it's it's a good audience, like people want to see it. Serrano, yeah. You you got to put fights on that people want to see. And to yeah. increase our sport, you have to put fights on people want to see. Absolutely. Serrano doesn't like Taylor's chances in the second fight. Uh, in a move nobody expected. Okay, so yeah, I get it, Michael. This is why we won't see it. I get it. Uh, I get what you're saying. I didn't like her moving up to fight Cameron either. I thought it was a bad move when they announced it. I thought that was stupid. I still thought she would beat Cameron. Um, really? Something. I thought it would be a close fight. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I've seen. I saw Cameron on the amateurs. No, I'm See, sorry. I haven't seen Cameron fight before, though. I had never mm. seen her fight before. Oh, okay. Because, well, I was like I said, I was involved with the Golden Gloves and the so I was really yeah. involved with the, the the amateur scene of the women's I mean, boxing. I had heard a lot time. about her. I knew who she was. I knew of the name. I knew she had fought some good people, and I, but I just hadn't ever physically watched her fight before until that fight. Yeah. Um, and right. she's a great fighter. I take nothing away from her, but the fight should have been closer than it was. Katie was off. Katie was off. Yes. But like, but there's also a thing. Fighters make fights. Maybe yes. she had the number. They do, and maybe she just had the number. I don't know. But I feel like she was off from the moment she started walking out. Like her ring walk, she didn't even look right to me. But who knows? It could have just been that mm -hmm. one fight where it was just it's time for her to retire. Or sometimes is that sometimes is that one opponent. I have one. I have one friend of mine or going who, up that five pounds who has my who has my number. You know, Angel Bouvier. As an, in the amateur, she always beat me, and I'm like, I know I can do beat her, but this is my fucking number. Right, every time. Um, Angel, or man. it could have been the five pounds. It could have been yeah. going up that five pounds was too much for her. Yeah, but sometimes you, you sometimes that that one person's got your number. Yeah, because even though Katie went up to 140, granted she probably still weighed 140 the next day of the fight, and Cameron is used to fighting there, so she probably weighed 150 or more. Or more, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, I mean, the weight makes a difference. One, I think she probably weighed, she even looked like she weighed like 152, she maybe did. even 155. Yeah, she did look pretty big the day of the fight. Katie looks small. Right. Because yep. Katie's naturally smaller. And the thing is, having been an amateur referee and an official, um, it's wrong. Yeah. But the larger fighter, when they land fight, when they land a punch, you assume the punch hits harder. Yeah, and that's not well, that's the bigger point. That's 99.9% .9 of the time it's not. Yeah. You know, but when you're when you're looking, you know, and that's another thing, like I say, oh, I won that fight. Look at this tape. I'm like, but dude, you're looking at the, you know, you're looking from down. The yeah. officials are looking up. They don't see the same thing you're seeing. Right. And y'all aren't, aren't taking that into consideration. Right, different angles and you see different things. You know, so you watch the angle from above the TV, and yeah, you're seeing a lot more shit than the officials are seeing. Yeah, they can't see a fucking 360 from the side of you. Or yep. they could have been blocked because they're on the other side. So right, don't get me wrong. There, there are some bad, there are some badass officials out there. Yeah, but 99.9% of the time, 
when you're looking up, you're seeing something different. And back in the day when I was training with USA Boxing, they actually, because there were five officials in the amateurs. Yeah. They actually teach you how to keep your backside to the side that has the three officials on it. So, because they can't score the punch if they don't see it. Right. So if only two people are seeing it, and they're if you're and they're seeing your they're seeing the front side of that opponent, they're seeing those punches land. They're not seeing the punches being land on you. Right. Granted, that's a higher level, but that's so those are things that they used to teach us. Yeah. How to you know where are the judges at? So okay, so I make sure all the judges uh, see my ass and they see their front side. So when I land a punch, they see that punch land. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the chess part of boxing. It is. Totally, 100%. Because yeah, there's, yeah. you know, Bonnie always says there's three there's three fights in the ring. I say there's five. Bonnie says there's the fight between yourself and, and the fight between the opponent and the fight between you and the opponent. Yeah. I say there's five fights in the ring. There's the fight between you, your opponent, you and your opponent, the officials. Yeah, you're always fighting the and, officials. And... And no, the uh, the uh, the the audience, the, the the venue. Because if you fight in California, you could you, you they they. I fought in California. I boxed the fuck out of the girl, and I went in. And I said, Bonnie, I want to go in. I want to go in. I want to fight her inside because she was a shorter fighter. Yeah. They ended up giving her the and and I didn't knock her out, but I thought I won the fight. Yeah. I go to the officials, I asked, you know, why did you give them that decision? He says, well, because in California, I let her in. So I let, the, so she was imposing her will on me, even though it was me who wanted to go in. Right. You did it because you I, wanted to be there. Right. I wanted to be inside and they wanted me to keep her outside. But because she was a shorter opponent, they assumed that she was imposing her will and closed the distance. I was like, ooh, I learned something there. So if you're in, if you're in New York, they like the slick fighters. Yeah. So if you're slick, they're not going to look the, you know, if you're in Texas or the, they're going to like the Mexican style fighters. Yeah. And if you're Philly, they're going to like the fight, though. You're, fight, you're fighting the, you're fighting where, you're fighting the, the area of the fight too. Yeah. Like when I fought in Kenya, I know they like boxing. Yeah. If you fight, if you fight, if you fight in East Africa and West Africa, they like the Mexican style. Yeah. So you know, know where you're fighting. Yeah. And and know and how to win. That what their so. fighters fight like their fight style. Right. That's and a good that, point. That, and when and when you when you start to see that, you'll you'll start seeing that in other venues. You're like, oh, a New York fighter. Oh, okay. You know, you're fighting there. You, that's another. That's another area you have to fight to win that fight. Yeah. That's, that's my opinion. That I agree, hundred percent. That's such a good point, though, too. That's yeah. a very good point. Um, so since the retiring and hanging up the gloves officially, um, you've taken on coaching and probably a little bit of managing and everything. Tell everybody a little bit about that and some of the maybe some of the fighters that are up and coming that you would like people to follow. Well, we have um, we have we have a pro, a pro fighter who who he's a cruiserweight. I think he's ranked 17. Isaiah Knight Knight Thompson. Um, he's he's a single dad doing great stuff working um i don't know when he's, he's probably gonna be fighting next year sometime not sure we have a bunch of amateur male fighters coming up the funny thing is bonnie and i always get phone calls for female fighters and like we either have a bunch of male fighters or a bunch of female fighters right now we have a bunch of male fighters we have 
two amazing kickboxers uh, um, and two and and three or four boxers. I want you to watch out for this guy. We got Moses Manabu. We call him Little Hercules. He's probably going to go pro next year. He's an amazing little fighter. He'll probably go probably go pro at like one twenty six. Okay. You you love him. Great story, Peruvian guy. Um, I gotta tell you, I just and we have we have Ben the Beast Abizi. We have a whore. We got some kickboxers. We got fade. We got some amateur fighters that are about ready to go pro, and I'm I'm just really excited about it because they don't have any problems training with females. Yeah. You know, because it's like my opinion is they already got the testosterone. They need the brain. Yeah. Right. And and the respect though. I mean, yeah. and the respect that you get in the gym. Um, it's phenomenal to see. And sometimes female trainers just have a better way of going about teaching it. So I, when also the martial arts, because female trainers normally started in the martial arts, I've learned how to teach. They yeah. teach you how to teach in the martial arts. I know a lot of professional boxers that try to train people in. No. Yes. There's so many pro fighters that have retired and went to boxing. I'm like, what the fuck are you teaching them? Because that's right. no. I mean, we have the one thing I've always liked in martial arts is they they make you look at the person's style. You look at our fighters. None of our we have a way of look at. I'm not a Roy Jones style fighter. I don't like that style. Yeah. But we have this one guy who is totally his style. Yeah. So you go back and you teach him that way. We don't try to we don't try to make our fighters look like everybody else. Yeah. We let them find them. Yeah. Who do you you know? You have to. I hate. I always hated working with different trainers. Uh, going to different gyms and stuff, and then they would always try to teach you their specific style. Well, that's not my fucking style, and that's not right. what I want to do, and that's not how I fight. So it was great, like with my husband and stuff. Like he just knew what kind of fighter I was. So when I solely went with just him training, things got so much easier because I didn't have to fight the trainer trying to get me to fight a specific way that I wasn't comfortable fighting. Right. So, no, no, no. That, that's not. But that's not to say don't try it. Right. Not to say don't try it. But okay, this doesn't feel comfortable. Right. I'm just not comfortable doing that. Like I, you know. I feel awkward doing it that right. way. Now, and that's cool. If you're doing it wrong, obviously, then yes, you just gotta fix the shit. But I, the trainer, really, they need to focus, like you said, on what what do they bring to the table what are they naturally good at and then build around right that. let them find that and you know and thank god to google like i'm like you know like i've never been a roy jones style but this guy is kicking ass i'm like okay yeah. you know and then let you know how to, let me learn how to enhance that style for him right and we got we got one guy who's like a, a little uh, uh tyson Gotti ward thing happening i'm like okay yeah. So I'll, not my style, because women don't like to get cut. No. But I'm gonna I'm gonna learn I'm gonna learn those combinations that work for those fighters to yeah. show you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's the best thing there can. That's that's the best way to go about it. Yeah. And so none of our what I like about our amateurs, none of our fighters look the same. They are who they are. Yeah. And, and they, they all support each other. They, they just support them. that way. Right. Comfortable that way, and you feel like you're um, improving on your own natural abilities, which is the right. Best. Yeah. Well, is there anything we didn't talk about that you would like to talk about or tell the world mm -hmm. 
before we end things today? No, ma'am. I mean, so far so good. I, um, next year, it looks like that we're gonna. There's gonna be a bunch of um, mixed uh, martial art boxing cards coming in at the Hard Rock, and they will be streamed internationally about 144 countries. Nice. So, so, and that'll be the first time. And NBC doesn't put amateurs on. This will be the first time NBC airs will air will air amateur fights. Nice. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. And we have a couple of guys going pro next year. Yeah. So, Big you know, we'll see. The works. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited. Stay tuned. That's a good, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, yes. well, I appreciate you. It's been so fun talking with you. Um, I'm sorry we didn't get to meet in person, but at least we will someday yeah. soon. One day soon, we will be in the same vicinity. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. And thank you for including me on your, on your show. I appreciate that. Um, oh, Michael would like you to stick around for a minute while I close out the show. He probably wants to ask you some more questions. No problem. Okay. I'll see you in a minute in the green room. All right. Yes, ma'am. All right, everybody. Thank you again so much for joining me tonight on No Punches Pulled with No Mercy. I hope you guys enjoyed the show just as much as I did. Uh, please make sure you like, subscribe, and you share it out for everybody to see it who missed it. Um, do spread the word. Let's get more people in here every week asking questions, doing the do. Um, new outro is over in a minute. Oh, okay. Um, there is also um, a donate button below. If you guys are feeling generous, hit it. Help me out. Uh, but please, though, the biggest thing, make sure you guys are following me on social media, all my pages. Um, no punches pulled with no mercy. Brooke, no mercy, Deardorff Millbrook. That's on all social media platforms. So you can stay tuned as to who's going to be on the show every week as my special guest. Um, but again, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please uh, join me again next Tuesday. Um, and we will get the ball rolling again with another very special guest. Um, but thanks for tuning in tonight. I will see you guys all again at the same time, same place next Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the next amazing episode of No Punches Pulled with me, No Mercy. But until then, punch hard because nothing else matters. Have a great night.